companions to this Lexio Divina podcast for the fifth Sunday of Lent, a season during which we are called ever more poignantly to pray with faith, fast with humility, and give alms with love. I am Jake McGill and I belong to the community of St. Faustina here in the Newry Dominican Lexio Centre. Together we will read, reflect and ponder the Gospel reading for the fifth Sunday of Lent. Let us pause to quieten our minds and our hearts so that we may listen deeply to the gift of God's living word. Food for the journey this week comes from John's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on, do not sin anymore. This passage catapults us into a situation where Jesus is caught in a challenging position 
between a rock and a hard place, as he is faced with either undermining the law of Moses at the centre of Jewish religious life in the temple area, or complying with the wishes of the crowd to stone the adulterous woman, to strip the last ounce of dignity they thought she possessed. The intention of the scribes and Pharisees is to use this woman as an object to test Jesus' credentials. They had no genuine concern about the woman's actions, her wrongdoing, or most importantly, the state of the woman's heart. They simply desired to use and abuse her, so to build their case against Jesus. Jesus chooses to busy himself with what seems like a trivial task, writing on the ground, perhaps to take the attention off the woman who is not worthy to be named, who is at the centre of unwanted attention, publicly shamed by the crowd and awaiting her inevitable fate. Jesus' silence startles the religious leaders who are baying for either Jesus or the woman's blood. Jesus is opening the space for silent reflection. Jesus transforms the focus from an external public shaming to an opportunity for each of the individuals present to reflect internally on their own wounds. Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Jesus attempts to transform the place of the woman from an object of ridicule to a valued person who is awakened to her value, affirmed in her dignity and encouraged to make amends as she takes her next step on the way of life. The crowd slowly fades away, one by one, starting with the elders, who are all eventually able to recognise the wounds of their own humanity, their mistakes, their shadows, the warts of their existence. The scene empties with time and the crowd dissipates, one by one. Jesus is left standing with the woman, one person to the other, one heart to the other, where she experiences Jesus opening his heart to her wretchedness and woundedness, where Jesus opens her eyes to the shared wounded condition of the human crowd, where Jesus overwhelms her with compassion rather than condemnation and where she experiences affirmation, healing and encouragement to strengthen her efforts to go on her journey and sin no more.
Let us now reflect on the Gospel passage in light of our life experience, attentive to moments or experiences where we have seen this Word of God taking flesh in our lives. Perhaps the passage reminds you of an experience of being the centre of unwanted attention, of humiliation, being stood in the middle for something that you have said or done. An experience of isolation, shame or sin. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. Perhaps the passage reminds you of an experience of being torn on what to say or do when you were expected to take a side to support the perspectives of one person at the expense of another person's dignity they said to him teacher this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? Perhaps you are reminded of an experience of someone, a Jesus person, reminding you of your unmistakable and unshakable worth and value by their forgiveness. Someone confirmed your worth and filled your heart with courage to go on your way with a new sense of purpose, to begin anew, to start afresh. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Perhaps you are reminded of an experience when you were quick to judge the lifestyle choices of others, a time when you were quick to condemn the humanity of others without remembering your own need for mercy. Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. In the coming days, let this conversation 
between the passage and life experience continue in the background. As you go about your ordinary, everyday life experiences, the normal humdrum, keep your eyes and ears open to what happens in you and around you. You may be surprised to recognise this gospel passage living again in the bits and pieces of your private and public life. living word, for opening your eyes to moments when the word of God has taken flesh in your life. Thank God for his compassionate nature, that he is slow to anger and rich in mercy. Thank the Father for his affirmation of your value and worth, which is unalterable. Thank the Father for championing the second chance, the opportunity to go a different, more life-giving way in our words, actions, and attitudes. Moved to a prayer of sorrow. Sorrowfully, you may acknowledge the times when you were blinded by your desire to be right, your ability to do the right thing, so much so that you felt entitled to judge or condemn others who you perceived as unworthy. You may be sorry for missing out or failing to embrace the blessing that his gift of forgiveness can bring to your life and through you to the life of others. Sorry for the times when you fell into condemning and were prevented from recognizing the dignity of your brother or sister. Sorry for the times when you were blinded to your own humanity with its warts and all. moved to a prayer of petition. You may ask God to open your eyes to the woundedness of your own humanity so that your heart will be filled with the courage needed to rise above the temptation to condemn with the crowd, to enter into the perilous life situations of others with Jesus at your side, enabled to seal your brothers and sisters with a healing balm of mercy and compassion. You may ask for the grace to be more merciful to those closest to you in your families, friendship groups, workplaces, as well as those strangers, unknown and unnamed, a 
and perhaps easier to judge and condemn in our community and world. With a trusting heart, let the presence of God now take over and draw you into a deeper prayer of silence and stillness. You are invited to enter into that deep moment in a loving relationship where there's no need to say or do anything. Simply allow God's loving gaze to embrace you, heal you, encompass you, forgive you, restore you person to the other, one heart to the other. If distracted, you may wish to choose a word or phrase from the passage. For example, neither do I condemn you. In the quiet of your heart, as you sink deeper into God's presence within, rest your heart simply and receptively in the presence of God. Stay with this solitude with God, remain alone in His living presence, where He is present totally and fully to you and with you for as long as it is given to you. May you be enabled to go on your way, to meditate on the way, living life moment by moment, committed to transformation of the heart in anticipation of Easter. Mm -hmm.